Welcome to this episode of the Mind of the Escapist podcast. This is a podcast centered around film, video games, television, anime, and more. I'm your host, Terrell. In today's episode, I'll be giving my first impressions about Final Fantasy XVI. This is one of my most anticipated games of the year, and the prologue slash demo released yesterday, and I got done playing it last night, and I was blown away by it, and I have plenty to say that I want to get out there as first impressions, because when this game officially releases next week, I'm going to be taking my time with it, it's going to be a big game, and I'll eventually review it when I'm done, but I wanted to get my initial thoughts out there, having played the opening two hours, because that's what this demo essentially is, this prologue that they released is the first couple hours of the actual game, so although it is a demo, your save progress from that demo will carry over to the main game, because you are essentially starting the game and playing the first two hours. Now, expectation-wise, like I said, it's one of my most anticipated games. I'm a fan of the Final Fantasy franchise. I haven't played all of them. I've played some of them. And one of the things that really stand out about this franchise to me is the story, the characters, and the music. Um, in my opinion, Final Fantasy VII has the greatest video game score of all time, and Final Fantasy VII is one of the best video games of all time. For myself and fans of the franchise, it's a major moment whenever a new Final Fantasy game releases because it doesn't happen that often. It was back in 2016 when Final Fantasy 15 came out. I remember that launch day. I remember grabbing the strategy guide. That may have been the last strategy guide I ever bought, but I remember grabbing the hardback strategy guide with the deluxe edition of that, the steelbook, which came with like the animated film they released alongside it. And yeah, I remember playing that game. Um, I never actually beat Final Fantasy 15. I know a lot of people had a lot of issues with it, and I would say that I enjoyed the game more than most people did, and kind of thought of the game in a more positive light compared to most of the consensus overall. But and I and I certainly feel like I had a, a longer mileage with that game than most people, because I know a lot of people tapped out of that game pretty early because they just didn't get on with it. I I want to say I've made it past the halfway point at the very least, and I did put a lot of hours into it, and I was enjoying it, but for whatever reason, I kind of just drifted away from it. And there have been times over the past few years where I've tried to get back into it and play it, but I've just not been able to really re-engage myself long enough to have a play session that's lasted maybe over an hour to make myself kind of really get engaged with it enough to beat it. But I do plan on going back. I know there was a lot of controversy surrounding some of the final missions, final chapters of that game being very linear, and I think they fixed some of that. And I heard that the DLC kind of helps expand upon the characters really well. So I do plan on eventually beating all of Final Fantasy XV. But yeah, that was a long time ago. And you fast, of course, you had the Final Fantasy VII Remake, but that's not a new title in the sense um, in the franchise. So it's been a long time for like a fresh, brand new Final Fantasy experience. And I was all, yeah, automatically excited for this game because of that. And. Whenever I'm excited for something these days, this goes for films and video games, I tend to try and just keep my distance. Like if I know I'm going to go and watch a film or if I know I'm going to buy a video game, I don't need to see anything from it really. I might watch the occasional trailer, but when they do like the gameplay deep dives or things like that, I'm not really interested in looking at it because I'm going to buy the game anyway and I'd rather experience it fresh. And that's what I kind of did with Final Fantasy. Um, I saw the early footage when the game got announced, of course, a few trailers over the years. I know they did that state of play. I think I paid attention to some of that. And I'd seen some gameplay here and there. And uh, whenever they would write, you know, drop new information about the game from, like, the developers, I'd hear what they have to say. You know, I don't mind, having, you know, listening to what they have to say. But I just don't like to see too much of a game before I'm buying it if I already know that I'm going to make that purchase. So I came into this demo fairly fresh. 
Um, I had a, an overall idea of the theme of the game in terms of like the medieval kind of setting. And all I had on top of that was just what I had seen from prior trailers, basically. And yeah, I have to say this, this demo, first things first, as far as demos go, this has to be one of the best demos that's ever been released. And I'm going to start off by saying, actually, what I'm going to say here in this episode, there might be a lot of statements that might sound like hyper hyperbole. I promise you it's not. Like, take everything I'm saying here word for word as I'm saying it in a literal sense. Like, it's not hyperbole. I'm, I'm being dead serious when I say the things I say in this episode. And that goes for all the episodes where I talk and give my opinion. But this one especially, because I'm going to say some shit that might sound outlandish. To someone that's not experienced what I've experienced with this demo. But there's a 9 out of 10 chance that if you play this demo, you're going to be on the same page that I am. And you're going to be just as blown away. This demo starts off right in the thick of things. And like I said, what makes this demo very exciting is it is the, the game. It's the game. It's the first two hours of the game. So if you go by the game day one and launch and start playing it, what I've played and what you can experience in this demo is essentially what you'll be doing at the start of the game. And... I know that this game was quite ambitious in terms of its scope, a lot of the Final Fantasy games are, but what this game has achieved in this opening two hours is quite remarkable in many, many ways, in terms of giving you an insight into what this game will be as a whole. And that's what I mean when I say, in terms of it being a demo, it's an utterly fantastic demo, because I can't imagine, there will be very few people out there that I can imagine that will play this demo and not want to purchase the game afterwards. This is like the most perfect way for Square Enix and PlayStation to advertise this game and make you want to buy it. Now, like I said, there's a lot of people like me out there that were already going to buy it, already got it pre-ordered. I've got my Deluxe Edition pre-ordered, the £100 edition with the steelbook and the map or whatever. I've got that pre-ordered, had that pre-ordered for months. But for those that are on the fence, I think it's going to convert a lot of those people that are curious into people that are going to purchase. And that's an important thing. If you're going to release a demo, you know, that's your main aim, really, is you're not releasing the demo to make the people, to give an experience to the people that have already pre-ordered it. You're really releasing that demo to give a taste to the people that are on the fence and hopefully make them make want to make a purchase. And I think this demo will do that successfully. But this game starts off, I don't even want to spoil what happens in this demo because I want you to experience it for yourself if you haven't played it yet. But it gives an overview of some of the characters and your main character, Clive. And it starts off at a particular period of time where he's more of an adult. And you're going through this situation, but there's this incredible war that's going on in the opening scene of the game. Well, in fact, there's something that happens before then, actually, which is very grand and spectacular and felt like it was heavily influenced by the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. You'll understand it as soon as you see it. But after that, you then get to establish our main character and see what he's doing. And he's amongst this war that's going on. He's doing a particular mission in amongst that. And you've got these, they're, they're called, uh, I think they're called icons. Or, or Econs, I don't know how to pronounce the word, but they're essentially your Final Fantasy summons, and there's a huge battle going on between two of those during this war, and our main character is caught up in amongst that, and very quickly the game flashes backwards, I want to say at least 10 years, to Clive, who is our main character in his adolescence, and that's where you get to understand the scope of the narrative and the world building a bit more, because through this flashback, um, segment which is essentially the rest of the prologue we get to understand Clive his position within his family um, the, the position that his family takes in this world that we're, we've been brought into who their opposing forces are uh, the relationship with his mother with his father which is quite complex his younger brother and friends you know his pet dog 
Um, there's a lot that you learn in this in this opening two hours, but it's all quite compelling and very interesting. And even given you know where the direction that this story goes in this two hour prologue, I somewhat predicted what eventually ended up happening but that doesn't actually matter because although i saw some of it coming the execution was 10 out of 10 so it still blew me away because i didn't expect it to be done so well and there's a few things that really stood out to me when i was playing this demo that just made me think about things in video games that ought to be explored more but that aren't explored enough and one of these things is telling a grand epic story with multiple characters because straight away when you play this game especially when it jumps backwards in time you start to realize how you're, you're following multiple characters within this narrative there's a lot of key players characters of interest within this story that you're kind of learning about as the story's progressing and this is you know within the introduction two hours it's one of those things where a lot of games these days focus on a very small group of characters and that's who the game focuses on throughout the whole of the runtime whereas Especially in these RPGs, you know, I like being able to see this expansive world, have certain scenes where you get introduced to different characters and you're kind of intrigued just by the fact that you know, okay, I'm being introduced to these people. They obviously serve some form of significance to the narrative and to the other characters. And now I'm interested to find out what else I'm going to learn about them as the game goes on and how they play and fit into other different aspects of the game and the story. And that type of experience isn't as common as you would expect it to be, given the medium of games. And another thing it made me think about, as soon as it flashes back to the younger years of Clive, it made me think, like, for films, it's quite hard to, uh, to execute flashback sequences because you've got to have a different actor and things got to be different in that regard. It's a lot more practical in that sense. Whereas for video games, it's quite easy to jump back in time and show a flashback because you're mocapping an actor, but you're not what you're looking at in terms of visual appearance is created within the game and within the computers. So you, you can make them look younger and look the same as the older counterpart, etc. So it should lead into more opportunities, really, for video games to be doing storylines that span a long time. I kind of like that aspect of this game already where you're getting a big epic tale but you're almost getting you know a large chunk of a character's life and you're exploring it as a player at different points and i i don't know if this game is going to flash back multiple times between the different age groups it may potentially do that or it may only be this prologue that's within the younger years and then you just follow clive through in a linear fashion through his adolescent years as the game goes on but either way i just think it's it's a very interesting narrative, you know, n yeah, narrative pull to be able to jump back in time and give us context from the younger years of a character to then show their motivation as to why they're doing what they're doing in the older years. But graphically, the game looks fantastic. Um, this definitely looks like what I would consider to be a PS5 game. There's a lot of games that have come out lately that kind of don't look next gen. This one certainly does. Where it really stands out is I play uh, my video games on an OLED, so I've got a Sony OLED. And the HDR peaks within this game are really impressive and really stand out. So when you've got really bright imagery on screen, which, you know, can happen with the magic that you're using and when, you know, the icons are fighting and, uh, and you've got your, you know, fire particles, fire effects and things like that, spells, etc. The sharpness and the peaks within the brightness on an OLED screen of those moments really stand out because it's it's eye it's eye piercingly bright like there's certain moments where there's a moment in this prologue at some point where the camera kind of is blinking this white light almost think if you're a if it's a character that's dazed and a bit confused and it's flashing this kind of bright white light every now and again 
And every time it did that, it was like searing into my eyes, but in a good way, like where I had to kind of squint because it was that kind of um, impactful with how it was visually. And that is what really stood out to me in the visuals is that peak brightness level within the HDR and, and the visuals overall. Performance-wise, it was I was playing in performance mode, so that was targeting 60 frames a second. It seemed to stay around 60 frames most of the time. I think in those bigger, large-scale battles, that's the only time where it dipped. But I've heard that this demo is running on a fairly older build of the game, which is understandable. So hopefully this game runs a lot better or a lot more smoother and is locked at 60 when it, when it launches. I know they spent like a lot of time polishing up this game. And I know that Square Enix have said and they've been very confident that they don't even need a day one patch for this game because they believe it's that much in order. So hopefully that is the case and there isn't any technical hiccups upon launch. And I, I, and I trust that that will be the case. But, you, you know, these days you never know. But yeah, graphically, performance wise, impressive. The combat in this game. Now, I've only just within the past couple months beat Devil May Cry 5. I started it on Xbox Game Pass back in 2019 when it came out. And I only played like maybe an hour of it and then I put it down. No particular reason really. But it was one of those games I always wanted to go back to because I was a fan of Metal Gear, of Devil May Cry. And I finally played the special edition on PS5 a couple months ago. And that blew me away. That, without a doubt, in my opinion, has one of the best combat systems ever designed in a video game. And it is one of the best action games ever made, in my opinion, Devil May Cry 5. That was incredible. And this game... The, the combat of this game is being designed by one of the same people and you can immediately feel that and see that in terms of way the, the way the action is portrayed visually and also in terms of how the combat the flashiness of the combat that's a very promising thing because in these early hours of the game obviously you're not that well equipped combat wise so there's not a huge variety but even with there being a limited variety it was still very addictive to play and you can see where the potential is going to come from for it to expand and it looks quite in-depth, and it looks like it could be quite difficult. Now, accessibility-wise, there will be certain things you can unlock which can give you, like, these little boosts. So if there are certain people that find it a bit too difficult, you can change the combat to make it easier for yourself. That's something worth noting. But overall, I think it's going to be quite impressive. Once you beat this main portion of the demo, this opening two-hour prologue, there is another section later on in the game in the demo that will give you more powers. But I didn't bother to play that part because... I'm sold on the game. I've played the first two hours. I don't want to be jumping way ahead and seeing something further on in the game. The game's out in less than a week, so I'd rather just play that moment when I play it in the main game and be surprised with it instead of jumping ahead. I was sold on the combat just from this portion I played anyway. Um, and like I said, I think there's a lot of promise with that. One aspect of the game I liked a lot. Now, I haven't uploaded my review for Star Wars Jedi Survivor yet, but I have recorded it. I recorded it a couple weeks ago. One of the things I pointed out in that review is like the in-game summary of the story that that game had. And I thought that was quite a, a nice thing where you could hit pause and you'd be able to look at the character information and keep you up to date with the character and the development throughout the story and give you a, a kind of chapter-by-chapter chapter breakdown of what's going on in the story. And what I liked about that is it, it helped clarify certain things within the story. Like, because when you're playing games sometimes, it's easy to either miss things or forget things. Or if you put a game down for a couple months and come back to it, it's hard to just pick up where you where you left off with some games sometimes because you don't remember everything that's been going on. Whereas with these type of detailed information kind of portions of the menu, you can always keep yourself up to date and look at it for a reference if you need to. And that's what I liked about the, the in-game kind of uh, summary that's on Jedi Survivor. This game has, and I said in that review, that video games need more of that. And this game literally 
has more of it. It's what they call, I think it's called the active time lore. You can hit the touchpad on the controller and it literally brings up your key points of interest for the moment you're in within the game. So if you're in a particular scene where you've got three characters within this scene with your character and you're in one particular location, when you hit that active time lore, it will bring up the three characters in the scene and the location you're in and you can literally click on them and it will give you an overview of the character uh, if you click on the location, it'll give you an overview of the location, its importance, and what's going on in the narrative. And I like that, especially for a game as big as what this game will be, and a game that's going to be this dense in terms of lore and characters and things like that. I know for a fact now that when I play through this game, if there's anything that I'm missing or anything that I've kind of forgotten or unsure about, or if I simply just want to learn a bit more about a particular character, it's going to be there. But it's not in the sense of your just typical summary that you find on an options menu. It's its own specific kind of part of the control. And the way that it's laid out and the way that it goes into detail with things is something I appreciated quite a lot. And I think that's a very underrated aspect of what I've played so far. But let's talk about the narrative because... Given all I've said so far about this game, it's all exceptional in my opinion. But what really stunned me with this game so far, and I think has stunned everyone else, is the story. Because this game's mature rated, so it's an adult rated game. And within those first two hours, you'll immediately see why. There was talk of Game of Thrones being an influence on this game. I remember the developers mentioning that as a point of reference. Having played the first two hours, you can absolutely see it. It materializes itself in the form of the narrative intrigue, the amount of characters that, the, that you see and are introduced to, and those sort of kind of moments of betrayal and redemption, revenge, all of those kind of aspects. There's aspects of this prologue that remind me of The Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. And I think it's taking the, the aspects that people love from Game of Thrones and using it as an influence and a platform to do something different within Final Fantasy and taking like that medieval setting, bringing it to Final Fantasy and then doing something different with it. And if this first two hours of this game was kind of a test run for how they could take those influences and do something very very compelling with it and really interesting then it would pass with 10 out of 10 full marks a plus whatever you know whatever you want to give whatever is the top mark it would get it because this story in this opening two hours is riveting and it's without a doubt one of the best openings to any video game i've ever seen not just from a spectacle standpoint which it does fulfill that side of it but just from a narrative standpoint Everything this game establishes within its opening two hours is quite remarkable in terms of the amount of characters, how it gets you invested in the story, and just the events as they unfold and where it then leaves off. And that's why I say it's hard for me to believe that anyone who plays this demo is going to finish it and then not want to experience the rest of the game and buy it. I think that's a real achievement on the demo's part to actually fulfill that kind of ambition of getting people that invested because this demo is extraordinary it's epic beyond belief and like i said those two hours established multiple characters and a compelling narrative akin to game of thrones the visuals are breathtaking the score is entrancing of course final fantasy like i said in my opinion has some of the best music in video games and that's definitely a key aspect of these games that people pay attention to and it definitely delivers here in in many ways and then the combat itself is addictive and i genuinely and this is that hyperbole statement that I said, I'm, I'm saying it and I mean it. Having played these opening two hours, this easily, I thought Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm not even talking about myself personally, I thought Tears of the Kingdom was kind of a lock for Game of the Year this year. I, I thought, you know, given that Breath of the Wild run uh, won Game of the Year, given how popular that game was, given that Tears of the Kingdom kind of 
a, a better game and surpassed it, arguably, and that people loved it just as much. It got the high review scores, the 10s, all of that. I thought, you know what? Spider-Man doesn't stand a chance. You know, Game of the Year is going to, to Zelda. You know, there's a lot of great games coming out this year, and I just don't think that they're going to be able to match up to the prestige of the Zelda franchise and how good Tears of the Kingdom is. Having played the two hours of this demo, I'm now having second thoughts about that because this demo was that great. And I'll go one step further and say I don't just think this could be game of the year. And I, I, I absolutely am confident and feel that there's a strong possibility this could be my personal game of the year quite easily. But in terms of the official game of the year at the Video Game Awards and what they announced, I think this has a shot at it now just from this two hours alone. If this game can maintain what it started in the first two hours and what it did in the first two hours in terms of gameplay, narrative, all of that, characters, development, then this does have a huge shot at being a game of the year. But I'm going to go one step further and say, after playing this two hours, I genuinely think this can be one of, if not the games of the generation so far. It's just that great. And I, I mean that. I genuinely mean that. I was that blown away and that stunned by it. And another influence that is quite clear to see for me for this game is Attack on Titan. And that's, that influence comes both narratively and in terms of the scale and the nature of the icons and their battles. It feels very much like Attack on Titan. And the lore, if you know the deeper lore of Attack on Titan, especially with how the kind of Titan aspect of it happened and the conflict between differing families and how they control who transforms into Titans. There's a lot of that in here because you've got the, the icons. I'm, I'm convinced I'm saying that word wrong, but you know what I mean. The summons. You've got the summons and you've got the dominants who are the people that can transform into them. And that is very much like Attack on Titan. And so that that's another key influence that is very apparent in this opening two hours. And yeah, I mean, the best the best way I could describe this in terms of its influences is it's Final Fantasy meets Game of Thrones meets Attack on Titan. And if that sounds any bit interesting to you, you should try this demo. And if you happen to like Game of Thrones or Attack on Titan or both, as well as liking Final Fantasy, I think you're going to be in heaven. Because I'm really, really excited for this game. It's, it's been on my mind all day. So I played the demo about 24 hours ago. It's been on my mind all day. Can't stop thinking about it. Can't wait to get into it. I'm thankful that it's only a week until the actual main game releases. And I think no one's going to see me when it does release because I'm going to be glued to it. But I think this game is its an incredible opening two hours. I can't emphasize that enough. And I don't even think watching it will do it justice. You need to experience it. Because visually, this game's always looked good visually through the videos, the trailers. But until I saw it on my actual OLED run in real time, it looked phenomenal. But then to get wrapped up in the narrative and to be compelled by it and to witness what it does with the story in those opening two hours, I think you need the controller in your hand and to experience it firsthand to really grasp, grasp the scope of what they're doing here and to really invest yourself. So I highly recommend if you haven't downloaded the demo yet or if you're on the fence about buying the game, you know, if you've never played a Final Fantasy game before, play the demo. Give it a try. It's the opening two hours of the game and see how you feel. I'd be shocked if you play it and you have no interest in playing or seeing what happens next. And if you are new to Final Fantasy, it may seem quite daunting, you know, Final Fantasy 16. But just know that all standalone Final Fantasy games are not connected. So you don't need to play any previous Final Fantasy games to understand this game. This is its own thing. Unless stated otherwise, you know, we've got some exceptions with Final Fantasy X and X2 and the Final Fantasy XIII trilogy. But aside from a few exceptions, every Final Fantasy mainline installment is its own thing with no prior connections to the previous games narrative-wise. So 
and you guys will refresh. But yeah, I wanted to just get some of my thoughts out. I feel like there's more that I could have said, but I'm going to leave it there. Just wanted to get my first impressions out on the game, having played that prologue slash demo, which is the opening trials of the game. I will be reviewing the game in full when it does release and when I beat it, but bear with. I like to take time with my games, especially ones that I love and the big ones like this. So I'm going to take my time. So I'm going to say, you know, it might not even be a couple months until I be finish it and, and do a review of it. So don't expect the review anytime soon, but that's all the more reason why I wanted to get these first impressions out to get my thoughts out. And I think it'll be interesting for me to say this and what I've said now and compare it with my thoughts when I finally finish the game and see all what this game has to offer. I think that'll be quite fun. But thank you for listening to this episode. Definitely download the demo um, if you haven't played the demo yet. Um, I'm very excited for this game. Very excited. Been excited ever since they announced it. Even before they announced it, just the thought of a new Final Fantasy was very exciting. I've got a lot of episodes in the can, ready to upload. I've got a review for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I've got a review of the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm going to be reviewing the new Transformers movie that just recently came out. And The Flash as well. There's a lot of episodes I've got in, 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 the, in the plan. So uh, plenty of episodes to come. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, feel free to follow it on your respective platform. That will help me out a lot, but it will also make sure that you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast as well. And I'll speak to you guys in the next episode.